10.35 p.m. Wednesday night. Spread out across Eastern Pennsylvania. Channel 79 podcast. Eastern Pennsylvania. Or Western Pennsylvania. <laughs> Western Pennsylvania. Channel 79 podcast. Doesn't matter where, east, west, north, south. We cover the whole compass. <laughs> Jared Luke in the house tonight. Yeah. How you guys doing? T in the house tonight. Um, and that's it. We're going to bring you the most up-to-date, best, number one takes in all of the land of sports and the life and the world. And we got uh, the... We're, well, we're four games deep in the Stanley Cup, two games deep in the NBA playoffs. We got some stuff going on this weekend. Uh, we're we're deep in baseball season now. We got all kinds of stuff going on to talk about, so let's get right to it. Like I said, Luke and T are here. Um, we're fresh off the dam and open. And my team was the best team there. Yeah, right. <laughs> What'd you guys finish? So we had, I don't know, we had a birdie. We had more than zero. We had more than zero birdies. Let's just leave it at that. That's good. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. Yeah. Um. I never. So I guess. Oh, you good? You good? I was just gonna say there was some controversy over some skins at the end of the at the end of the thing, but we got it all figured out. Everybody went home happy, I think. Yeah, everybody got their skin. Everybody got their skin back, and yeah, I didn't win the bag, but that's all right. I didn't win the bag either. Um, so I got a couple notes on to put the NBA playoffs. We can wait for that. Um, just some current events. Uh, the Yankees Red Sox are playing the series this week. Kicked off tonight. The Yankees are losing by one, but they're definitely going to come back and win, so that's not a big deal. Um, oh, we got a message. We got a breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> breaking news. What's the breaking news? For, uh, the Jets cutting Decker. Uh, I was heard the Pirates just lost the Nextros. <laughs> Oh well, that's not, uh, the Pirates is losing is not news. <laughs> that means Garrett Cole is going to be gone at the deadline. Might be. We might have to have a deadline special with with Luke in the house. Yeah, definitely. Hey, right, so yeah, Yankees, Red Sox. I don't know who the Pirates are playing, but they just lost. Baltimore. Baltimore. Um. I think Tanaka pitched for the Yankees tonight. That's all I got yeah. for that. Yeah. Do you got any notes yeah, on they Yankees need, Talk? They need to get rid of Tanaka. Well, <laughs> well, they just need him to be like their fourth or fifth pitcher instead of their number one pitcher. Yeah. yeah. But he gave up another three home well, runs today Yankees over are, five innings. Yeah, they're doing better than I thought they would, so I can't be too mad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think not as bad as those pirates. <laughs> yeah, last time I looked it up, they were up like three games. Yeah, they um, they'll be tied with the Red Sox in wins, 
Um, if the Red Sox pull it out tonight, they'll both have 32, but the Yankees have like two or three less losses, I think, so they're going to be still, I think, a game and a half or two games uh, up after tonight, regardless of what happens, so they're still pretty good. Um, they've been just crushing the ball. It's been a little bit ridiculous, actually. Um, the yeah. way the Yankees have been hitting, they just, like you said, it they need a if they have if they had like one or two stud pitchers at the front, they'd probably have forty wins already. Uh, that's just how good they've been playing on the offensive side. Yeah, they've been asking me for tips to hit the ball far, and I've been telling them what to do. So, yeah, you you and Judge, you probably have his phone number. Yeah, Judge, we're we're real, we're real close. He's probably gonna come on here in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I bet. Can probably, probably be my DMN team next year, too, but... Oh, he, he, probably, he probably hit it too far. <laughs> probably would. Sorry, DH, but we got Aaron Judge on the team now. Yeah. There you go. Just drop DH. I don't know. You better not hit it too far, because if you hit it really far on number four, you can't find the ball, right, Luke? Oh, yeah, that was... Hit it right down the middle, but you can't find it, and we have to play from the trees. Tree. Yeah, I tore I tore into them at the at the uh, damn end up there. Uh, Craig was like, you know that guy that they were golfing with, that Clinton Myers. Yeah, I guess he was getting a little mad that mad that we were looking for the ball. Yeah, so I was just like, well, you guys could have came over and helped us. Like I hit it right down the middle. Yeah, like there's no way it's out of bounds or anything. Wow. So, <clears throat> you know they could have they could have been good guys and helped us. So they and they weren't. So yeah. Whatever, but <clears throat> yeah, that sucked. We had to play it out from our, behind those trees, and yeah, I took our momentum away. Stole our mojo right away. But okay. it didn't matter because we weren't going to touch fifteen yeah. under, especially after Troy started. Uh, uh, him and Mister Twisted T were getting into it, so <laughs> yeah. That's his drink. Oh well, it was all fun. I'll do it again. Oh yeah, yeah for will, sure. We will do it again next year around this time, hopefully. Until uh, so we, we channel seventy nine scramble. Oh yeah, we'll get everybody in on that one. <laughs> It'll probably be like uh. Whoa! The train's coming. Train through. coming through. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's like we got a soundboard tonight. Yeah, we did. <laughs> soundboard Luke. <laughs> I think you just came up with a new nickname for him. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so Yankees, we're going to win tonight. Yeah, or Pirates lost tonight. Um, some dude for the Reds hit four home runs. What was his name? Scooter Jeanette. Scooter Jeanette. Four home runs. That's a record, right? Uh, I would have to believe that it's at least tying the record. I mean, I can't imagine somebody went five home runs in a game. I think there's about 12 or 13 people that have done it all time around there. That's pretty... I mean, that's pretty rare. That's got to be, like, the most rare baseball stat, right? I think so. Because perfect games is about... 20, mm-hmm. give or take a few. Yeah. I wonder if anybody ever get five. 
No, most most home runs in a game is four. Um, I'm trying to see if there's a date on this thing, but it looks like the last time somebody entered anything was 2006. Uh, just to give an uh, example of names, Mike Cameron for Seattle did it. Lou Gehrig did it for the Yankees. Josh Hamilton did it, that's right, for Texas. Um, Willie Mays did it. You hate Josh Hamilton? Um, I'll let that one go. Uh, Sean Green did it. I don't even know how he. I don't know how he did it. Oh, and a guy named Bob Homer. So obviously he's, or maybe that says Horner. I don't know. I can't read that. So a couple people. I think one, two, three, four. Yeah, it looks like nine. All right, let's jump back in. We were uh, talking about. Scooter McGavin hitting four home runs. Scooter <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, and a bunch of other guys did it, and uh, I know I never did it, so that's pretty impressive. I didn't hit four home runs in my entire Little League career, so. I don't think I hit one, so. <laughs> <laughs> so four in a night's pretty impressive. Hopefully you get some, some good dinner, Chipotle dinner or something. <laughs> Uh, Luke gave me some news earlier. The Jets released Decker tonight or today. I don't know when it happened, but yeah, just recently they yeah just within the last couple hours it came out and uh, they released David Harris earlier today too. David Harris earlier today too. So what do you think they're doing, or do they even know what they're doing? Uh, I don't think they know what they're doing, but I mean I feel like they're cutting money though. I think it's just. A tank year this year. I mean, probably gonna start Hackenberg, but I think he he might do well. But I mean, Marshall's gone, Decker's gone. Who's gonna be the number one guy? Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. I don't know yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, I can't even name a wide receiver on their team now. So. Yeah, and they cut Devin Smith too. They drafted him in 2014, but he's been hurt, so they got rid of him. Was he Ohio State? Yep. They yeah, dropped him in the second round. Yeah. Yeah, they, I think, well, I think they have Inunua, right? That's the only other guy. Yeah, that, yeah, I forgot about him. I mean, he's the only one who had good, good stuff last year, and they, I think they signed uh, a Safarian Jenkins in the offseason, too. But he wasn't, I mean, he didn't do anything last year for the, for the Buccaneers. So, but those are the only two guys I think that they have on their roster that I could even name. Yeah, um, they're unless they're going to throw it to 4K yeah, more often. Yeah, there's been there. I mean, it's not looking good for Hackenberg if he's going to try to make a statement for a long-term certain job. Yeah, well, I think they, I think I don't know if it will benefit him. I, you know, obviously it probably won't, but I think that at least the coaching staff and the management has to know that they're not going to give him anything. You know, if they're not going to give him help, then how could he be expected to go out and perform? So yeah. Maybe that'll work in his favor. Exactly right. Exactly right. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, that's that's weird. I, I wonder where he's going to go, Decker. Um, <clears throat> but who knows? Well, Buffalo. Buffalo for sure could use him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <clears throat> but well, from one 
from one Penn State quarterback to an almost Penn State quarterback. Do you guys see that that Justin Fields guy decommitted? Yeah, I just yeah, saw I had, that recently. I had that on my notes here. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so Penn State uh, commit or had a quarterback commit in 2018. Number, I think he's up at number four right now in ESPN rankings. Quarterback, he's part of Elite Eleven and all that kind of stuff. Just decommitted tonight. Um, all the Southern schools I've been after him hard. Auburn, Florida, Georgia, UNC. Mm-hmm. So he reopened up his commitment, and I don't know. I don't have any stats back this up, but I imagine most decommits don't end up back at the school they originally committed to. So I'd imagine not. I think he was the the thing that I said, seeing the little ticker thing said he was yeah, like you said, he was the number four overall, but he was the number one dual threat rated quarterback. So. Um, <laughs> maybe it was just a style thing. I don't. I don't know what Franklin really runs there. But yeah, like you said, Florida, Florida State. I think were among one of his top teams. So I would imagine he's going there um, to one of those schools in in Florida at least. So we'll see where he ends up. But <clears throat> that definitely is not a thing that if you're a Penn State fan, you want to see happen. Uh, well, no, I mean, that's their second five-star recruit that decommitted in the last month or two, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I don't know. I mean, honestly, those kind of recruits are not, probably not, you know, we're probably ahead of schedule in the plan, if I'm being honest, to get those kind of recruits anyway. Um, well, I know we have one still committed in 18, but I don't know if we had more than one or two in the last draft class and so I mean they're getting there but to get those kind of guys takes it takes another level of recruitment and success and I mean it I mean if anything it's a learning process for the staff who knows how to recruit them guys now and mm-hmm. learn from their mistakes and hopefully that doesn't happen you know in 19 and 2019 and 2020 but I don't know I mean I don't know if I don't know anything about recruiting really it's just I mean, this might be a common thing for, you know, big-name recruits to decommit, but I, I haven't been following recruiting long enough to really know. Yeah. Uh, but I did have that on the notes, so good job bringing that up there, T. Um, speaking of PSU, um, news came out today that they are working with Bellator to bring in a uh, Bellator MMA event there. That will feature Phil Davis, their mid late or late heavyweight champ, and another ex Penn State wrestler who's on the Bellator roster as well. So that's just some news from my Twitter feed today. Um, pretty good segue there. We covered the covered the DMN tournament. Um, speaking of Mitch Martial Arts events, there's a UFC fight night this weekend. Derek Lewis and Mark Hunt, and I don't know who else, but the main event should be fun. So if you're bored Sunday, it's probably going to be on in the middle of the day because it's in, like, New Zealand or something, so. No, I think it's on, um, I think it's 7 o'clock Eastern, so it's not going to be too early. Oh. <clears throat> okay, well, T's got, the, T's got the stats there, so that's not bad. So if you're not doing anything at 7 on Sunday before the Cavs game, Watch that. 
Yeah. I mean, the the event might actually take place during the day, but the, the when they play it on TV is... It's seven well, it won't, it won't be on a tape delay. They, they won't do it on a tape delay, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good point, so... <clears throat> but, uh, so yeah, he's... I mean, it's going to be one of the... If you like people who just go in there and throw bombs and stuff, you definitely want to watch this, because that's all Mark Hunt does, and last fight, Derek Lewis, that's what he did to Travis Brown, so... It's gonna be it's gonna be an exciting fight, but <clears throat> um, the rest of the card is not you know they just don't have a lot of good play or a lot of, a lot of good exciting fighters on on this one, so um, it's not it's not exactly must see in turn you know as, as UFC usually is, but it's definitely a good watch um, for the main event. Yeah, so maybe tune in around 9 or so to watch the main event. Yeah. And then switch over to the Cavs Warriors. I think they play Sunday. Anyway, um, that's our break. And we have the Belmont. Last day of the Triple Crown this Saturday. Um, I didn't look into that at all, but there's going to be horses running fast. And for the third leg of the Triple Crown, which <laughs> nobody's getting this year. So yeah, that's just- what we got. To look forward to we got the nhl playoffs um obviously the nba playoffs we'll cover them mm-hmm. and then you know you have this weekend belmont saturday fight night sunday and some good stuff going on so you if you like to watch sports it's a good week for you yeah and just a quick touch on um uh two ufc 212 um holloway beat aldo uh and he did it in the third round TKO. So the last couple fights, he's knocked the guy out. And um, Gedalia beat Carolina in like I don't know something or like three minutes or something like that via submission. Yeah, rear so. naked choke. Yeah. <clears throat> and then Vitor Belfort, the only other kind of big name on the card, he won too uh, by decision. So just to touch on those, there wasn't. Uh, I don't think anybody else's on the card is worth really mentioning. Uh, no, I don't think. Uh, I don't think we have to cover anything else from last week, so we're good there. Um, so before we jump into the the two finals going on, I guess I got a group message today that said, "Do you want to join a fan duel for MLB?" That included my two guests today. Oh uh, yeah, you bring. Uh, I like your timing on that because Luke just happens to take the lead right when you mention that. <laughs> oh, we'll do that. Yeah, you're up one fourteen to one hundred five, and then poor Andy's down there. You know, he's he's not a factor this week, I don't think. So, uh, shout out to Bo for donating. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, appreciate that. <clears throat> so, who's all in that? Just you three. Just us three this week, and then next week, hopefully, more people and more money towards me. But and it's, and it's every Tuesday. Every Tuesday, yep. Two 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 dollar entry. So this week it was what five dollars and forty cents to the winner. Next week it'll be obviously more, but um, or hopefully more people join. So, but it's not over yet. Yeah, I was in a. I joined a, I think there's a golf free roll I joined. Oh, is there? Yeah, so get in that. 
I'll um, do that right now. I have to do that. Um, Luke, who is your big pick for for the FanDuel league? But uh, right now I got my pitcher going, James Paxton. He's gonna he's gonna lot. He's definitely gonna dominate Minnesota tonight. He's already struck out three through three, no earned runs. And uh, perfect game. Oh no, three through three. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, but uh. I got Robinson Cano also in that game, and he had hit a three-run home run. So he's been my highest scorer so far with 28 points. And I got John Jay at $2,100, and he's got me almost 20 points. So that's a nice value play right there. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Nobody picks John Jay. That's bat- dumb luck. He's, when he's batting leadoff, you have to take him for 2100 against Jeff Locke. You kidding me? <laughs> you, you stacked the Cubs, and you picked yeah. Jay, Russell, and Wilson Contreras. Like, I understand the Chris Bryant pick, but you get lucky on three of the four Cubs. Like, come on. <laughs> it's called talent research, buddy. It's called talent research, buddy. Oh, is that what it's called? Research. <laughs> 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 you gotta look at Addison Russell is hitting almost 400 against Jeff Locke in his career but Addison Russell has yeah, zero, he has zero points tonight <laughs> yeah so your research really paid off talking about the, how this guy has a 400 average against somebody he's got zero points <laughs> that's alright you, you gotta play the percentages yeah play the percentages Mm, your boy Robbie Ray just gave up gave up a home run, so Yeah, well he's he has six strikeouts through four innings. You only have three through three, so that pitch count can that pitch count for him will keep going up and up. He'll be out after the sixth inning. Yeah, but he'll have twelve strikeouts. Eight. We'll see. It's not it's not over yet. <clears throat> Plenty of time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's since since we're just bashing people, let's yeah. look at Vo's team. Uh, <laughs> I can't really say anything about Vo's team because this looks a lot like mine. Yeah, you guys took about. Pick the same player. No, he didn't pick Ugla. <clears throat> That's usually his boy, though. If he was still, he's probably not even in the league anymore. No. You pick Giancarlo. He didn't pick any Marlins. No, Vos doesn't pick. No, he doesn't. He's not a very. Uh, he's not a Marlin fan on FanDuel. Uh, who who's his big? Oh, Owings was his big play. Twenty-eight points so far. Machado with a big goose egg. Yeah, he was on my team too. Yeah. My catcher did nothing. Oh, I think I joined a free roll today. Let me look. Yeah, I have it was one, two, it was three. I have three people with zeros. That's not going to win. They need to pick it up. I, sh- I was going to start. Like, uh, ben Intendi instead of Jackie Bradley Jr. But I didn't. Ben Intendi hit a home run. Yeah, well, I didn't join a free roll. You gonna join this uh, league we're in, Vince? Uh, this, uh, league we're in, Vince? 
No, maybe, maybe, maybe after I win Powerball, I'll be able okay. to avoid two dollars for you guys. Okay. No, the free roll I joined was yesterday. I didn't do very well. No, I might get it. Well, you got Anthony in if he figures out how to join the freaking thing that's next week, so. He ain't, he's not going to. He's an idiot. Did you have to join? No, you're just automatically in if you, if you want to be. No, you just. All you have to do is yell out in the air. You just have to yell out a lineup and it'll fill it for you. Like, come on, dumbass. Jesus. Uh, he's gonna be a doctor here, so. Yeah. Poor kids. Oh, well. That's what happens when we we invest in the expansion and then it just yeah, can't really. stop it. <laughs> Alright, well, hopefully you guys beat Bo every week and take, take some of his, uh, Cedro money. Take some of that no money, yeah. yeah. So. so next Tuesday, be on the lookout for the Channel 79 Weekly Fandle Challenge. That's what, That's what I should have named it. Damn. Oh well. Yeah, we'll update you every week on who won. Who's won in the duel. Yeah, yeah you should keep track of this the whole year then. See who has the most wins at the end of the year. The end of the year. Yeah, we could do that. <clears throat> uh, well, that's all I got other than uh, Stanley Cup and the uh, NBA Finals. Anybody else have anything? No, we can go to the NBA Finals if you'd like. I think we'll cover the Cup first, probably, just to get that okay. out of the way. Alright. <clears throat> You've been watching... You watch the games, Luke? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Uh, two to two now, I believe. Going back to Pittsburgh for game five, right? Yep. yep. I, I think it's a must win for them back at home in Pittsburgh. If they don't win game five at home, it's they're not winning in Nashville. That, that atmosphere there is unbelievable. Um, do you think it would be really dumb? to play Flurry? I don't think it'd be really dumb. I mean, he's... He led you basically to the Eastern Conference Finals and played pretty well and had one bad game and Murray's had two bad games in a row. I mean, maybe tried to insert him and see what happens and maybe boost the team confidence or energy or something to try to get that win at home. Yeah, that's a, I guess that's a tough call. Um, I don't know. I think I would do it. I don't know. I think I, I would do it, too. I don't know if I would do it now, but I, I was just about to say I might do it back in Nashville, but it might be too late by that point. So. Yeah, I mean, if they, if you get, if you get four or five goals tomorrow, or Thursday, uh, but, uh, they definitely should go flurry in game six if Murray doesn't play well. Yeah, that's a unique situation they're in, having two goalies like that, for sure. That's definitely a tough, tough decision for Max Hall, and I wouldn't like it's paid the money to make them decisions. Yeah, because pay more money than us, that's for sure. <laughs> 
T, do you watch any hockey? Uh, I haven't been watching it, no. Um, I think he texted me yesterday and said I didn't even know hockey was on tonight. <laughs> I, d I definitely texted you that the other day. I was like, oh, I didn't even know the game was on tonight. So that's how much uh, I've been paying attention to it. I watched the first two games, but I haven't watched since they went to Nashville. I just got off the... <coughs> Um, off to the wrong schedule watching an uh, NBA, so, um, <clears throat> but the Penguins are favored in that game in case anybody was wondering or cares, but makes sense because they're obviously home, so that's not a big, that's not a big revelation, and the over-under for goals that game is five and a half, so, oh, that's, yep. did you say that's tomorrow? That's Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, okay. if it because they, I imagine they just schedule, you know, off of the NBA schedule, but... Yeah, probably. You have a prediction, Luke? Game, game five. Well, um, yeah, game five prediction and then series prediction. Game five, uh... I'm going to go Penguins win three to two, then they uh, win, at, win in seven at home. All right, so you think, you think uh, Nashville's... Home court is that strong? Yeah, I, I just don't think they're gonna be able to win it. Uh, win a national. I mean, that crowd's unreal, and I think it's. I think it's hard to beat a goaltender in that in that atmosphere. Yeah, that atmosphere seems really unique. Yeah. In hockey, anyways. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the first. Stanley Cup ever, so I mean, what Nashville? Do they have any? The Titans haven't been in contention for a while, so they haven't had much to cheer about down there except country music. Yeah, you can only cheer about country music for so long. <laughs> um, I I did hear. I mean, obviously, like I said, I don't really watch hockey that much, but uh, I I did hear that it's. That atmosphere is kind of like what you get, what they get in Oklahoma City with the Thunder. Just kind of like a college atmosphere where it feels like it's tight knit, and when the when it's uh, the crowd gets going, it's excitable in the arena. So that's kind of what it sounds like. You were just talking about Luke is is kind of the same thing. So if it's anything like that, then I can imagine how difficult it would be to play in that environment. Yeah, it's like a thing where. You're the next guy beside you at the game is your best friend because you guys are both cheering for the same team. That's basically how it is, you know. Mm -hmm. And everyone's going crazy. Yeah, it's a good analogy to the Thunder. I, I know, well, back in the day, anyway. I don't know how it's been recently, but I remember back when they made it to the Heat, the Heat with the finals, the crowd was always in it. And, you know, they had always stand in. I think Nashville does that too. Stands up yeah. all the time and stuff. So, yeah. um, they probably learned from us cheering on at and clarion games. There, I think we we showed everybody the ropes. Yeah, with student section one hundred and one back then. That's right. How to be a fan one hundred and one. <laughs> Come watch us. Uh, so Luke's prediction, pens and seven, huh? Yep. <laughs> That's my prediction. Tweet it out, pens and seven. Right. I'm still going with Nashville. Who's the, uh, is that kid going to win MVP or Crosby or what? 
Uh, I would say Crosby. I mean, him and Gensel would be be a toss up, but I just feel like Crosby's he does a lot more than Gensel does in between plays and defensively. I mean, he just creates more opportunities for the whole team, just compared to Gensel does. Yeah, I guess I don't really know a lot about even how that's voted on or why you know what it's voted on for, but yeah, I think um, it's like the best player out like throughout the whole whole Stanley Cup playoffs. I think. Oh, it's not just the finals. I I don't think so. I think it's like the whole playoffs. Oh, okay. Well, that's a little different than I was just comparing it to the NBA. I'm pretty sure it's. But I'm pretty sure it's like that. Pretty sure it's like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, it'd be cool to you know, it'd be cool for that kid to win anyway. But yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, definitely. I don't care who wins MVP as long as the Pens win. <laughs> and if T uh, of Nashville wins, uh, well, you haven't watched, but I guess Luke should just play this side. If Nashville wins, is the goalie the MVP or? Uh, I would say so. I mean, I really don't know who who much they have on their team, but yeah, I mean, you haven't watched, you know, the whole rest of the playoffs. Yeah, but I mean, uh. Yeah, but he's I'm been sure. rock solid for them. He's been rock solid the whole whole time I've watched them. So. Yeah, you just had that one bad game where they they got that touchdown and extra point on them, and then. Yeah. Yeah. He's been good other than that. So that's different. I didn't, I, that's, I don't know. So tune in. What's the next game? Thursday night, I believe. Right. Yep. So, turn in Tuesday back at Pittsburgh. Um, if you're in Pittsburgh, go watch the game on the big screen outside. Yeah. Go, T. Um, yeah, T. Oh, that's right. Uh, well, Vo is just in Atlanta, so that's when we need this. Yeah, I'll be on Thursday. I'll be in, probably at the Phillies Braves game for, I think the tickets were going for six bucks. So, you know, I'm a big spender. Uh, probably be out there. They might—I don't know—they might ask me to pitch. So look for me on Fanduel. That's like that's like pirate tickets back in the day. Nine bucks for the outfield seats. Oh, you yeah. can you can still get them for that cheap. Really? Pretty pretty close. Well, when you buy your season tickets next year, you'll get them that cheap. Mm-hmm. They were running this, I don't know if all the parks do this or what not, but I was listening to the radio the other day, and they were running some kind of promotion where it was like $30 a month. You just, you down, I think it's the MLB League Pass or some, something, you download it on your phone. For $30 a month, you get you get to standing room only seats for like free, I think. Like, I was thinking I should just do that, and then go during the day, like, on you know, during the week or whatever, when nobody's going to the park... And just go walk in with my free tickets or cheap tickets, and just go sit wherever the hell I want. Yeah, like definitely. for thirty bucks a month, I could go to, yeah, I I could go to like forty games. I mean, that would be worth it. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Standing room only. I mean, you go down there during the week. There's. I mean, you go down there during the week. Ten thousand people there. If that. Yeah. 
Yeah, but then you get down there, and the casino's 100 yards away, so you got to stop over there, and then... That's a good point. <laughs> it cost me a lot of money at the on the back end. Well, you got to win your money so you can pay for your whole yearly pass. That's true. Oh, boy. Uh, casinos, about it. casinos are out to get you. They always... They're, they're trying to get you trying to get you in the vicinity you want and that's how they take your money <laughs> yep yeah the, the rivers probably banks that uh that mlb app just for just to get people down there oh yeah bank rolls it but yeah that's not a bad deal get to some some pirate games maybe they'll win a couple in the second half of the season yeah, me and Vo are talking about maybe going next Tuesday or Wednesday to the Rockies game, so. I wouldn't we'll do if, that. We'll see if that happens. <clears throat> but, I don't know what I'm doing next Tuesday or Wednesday, but not going to the Rockies game. Definitely, oh, I'll be working for sure. <clears throat> the Penguins play, or no, that's just, uh, that is next Wednesday, the Penguins play. If they go to a game seven, right? Yeah, you don't want to be downtown when that shit's going on, though. No, that's a good point. Well, the stadium's a little bit away from... Yeah, but it'll be busy. I mean... Yeah. Well, maybe nobody will be at the game. The Pirates game. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, And I just remembered some other Penn State news. They're playing an out-of-conference game under the lights. Uh, against Georgia State, so that's a little wrinkle in the schedule. Yeah, that'll be a tough game for them. Oh, Georgia State's powerhouse. It's <laughs> like Fresno State before them. Oh, yeah, they used to always be a powerhouse. Uh, but it's kind of cool. I read this guy had a, like a, a tweet online that said it's nice because people who can't afford to go to a to a Big Ten game you know, can get in and see see him play under the lights and at night and that kind of atmosphere and stuff, so that's good for yeah, good and for those people and it helps uh, good for the Georgia State kids. Yeah, exactly. For that too. It helps for recruiting and everything, yeah. 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 Um, which I guess they need now since that, <laughs> since that quarterback decommitted. But. <laughs> uh, so we're, I, that's everything I got for for the cup and anything else I could remember. We had a prediction from Luke, Pens in seven. Uh, T, I don't know. T, what's your Nashville prediction? Uh, the Predators are going to win uh, the next two games. So what's that, six? Preds in six, Pens in seven. Yeah. All right, there's our prediction for that. I'll predict Penguins, and I'll predict seven just because they can do it at home, game seven. And game seven hockey is the best. Reality sports, a reality TV show there is, so I'm rooting for that. Um, so unless you guys have anything else, we can take our descent down into the NBA Finals. And that'll be our last topic of the night, I believe. Anything else before we do that? Nope. nope. nothing. Nope. All right, T texted me today. He said, 
the Warriors are favored tonight. And I said, well, I would hope so because they're playing the Cavs tomorrow. So, <laughs> yeah, um, well, they're also favored tomorrow. Yeah, and then I looked up the line, and the, the Warriors are, um, or I, I should say the Cavs are getting three points at home. I believe one of the number one rules in sports betting is you take the points and the home team to the bank. Yeah, so hopefully that's the case. It's actually four now. It's moved. Oh, man, it went the, that way? Yeah, it's, so Golden State's now uh, favored by four points. So the Cavs are getting an extra point. <clears throat> like I said, take the points in the home team and take it to the bank. That's Vince's sports betting especially advice. On, especially on the first home game after getting embarrassed twice on the road. I should say, well, I should say take LeBron James at home and the points and go to the bank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, I know T watched, I think T watched both, you watched both games, right? Yep. Luke, do you watch both first game? Yep. Yep. Uh, all right, we can start. J.R. Luke, you share you share a first name with J.R. Smith. Yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> so uh, what what chance do you give the Cavs here to the rest of the series? Um, chance to win the series, I would say thirty percent chance to win the series. <laughs> well, I guess I, I guess we should start. What what did you since you know we haven't had you on? What what did you think was going to happen? You know, before the series started. My prediction was the Warriors in six. Okay. So that's pretty much right on schedule. Yeah. 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 That was my prediction, too. But I mean, I I want the Cavs to win, but I don't know. They just can't stop Golden State offensively. Golden State offensively. Yeah, I mean, Golden State is just just too talented so far anyway yeah um, you know barring an injury or uh yeah or LeBron. Saying, one thing from last game like lebron even though he had a triple double he only took 18 shots i mean i feel like in order for them to win they he has to take at least 30 and still average almost a triple double out Yeah, that's that's an interesting take. You know, LeBron has to be a volume scorer, which isn't in his real isn't really in his in his brain. His brain isn't built that way. But that's you know that's an, a different way to think about it. Um, thirty. I can't imagine LeBron has taken 30, 30 shots a lot in his career. Uh, but that's but like you said, then you know that might be something he needs to do to win to steal one of these games at least from Golden State. Yeah, I. Yeah, I definitely believe he has to at least definitely take one on 18 because 18's not going to cut it. I mean, last game, 12 for 18, that's great efficiency along with 14 assists. But uh, he just he has to drive to the hole more to create more opportunities for shooters, such as JR and Corver. And they need to hit their shots too when they have open looks. Have open looks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know the everything. You know everything runs through LeBron with them, and yeah, he he has been super efficient, like you said, and maybe he can 
you know, take, you know, take 23, 20, you know, take 25 shots and keep that efficiency and, um, you know, get Kyrie going as well. Because if LeBron keeps that efficiency and Kyrie gets his share, you know, then they're right up, you know, they're right in, they're right in every game. If, I don't know, Kyrie hasn't played well the first two games, so he, he needs yeah. to... Yeah, find eight, himself again. Yeah, yeah. Eight for twenty-three last games. Not gonna cut it for him. Oh, I just have I just had an interesting note here. Oh, oh I, first of all, I want to give a shout out to my new boy, Fox Sports One Nick Wright. He's the man. Yeah, she's shout out, man. Shout out to Troy for telling me to follow him and listen to him. I don't think you'd like him, T. He's a big LeBron guy, but um, he's my new boy. He's in Cleveland right now for the finals. Um, so if you are in Cleveland, go shout him out. Tell him I tell him I sent you after him. Maybe we'll get him on the pod. Maybe he'll hire us for Fox Sports One. I don't know. You never know. Anyway, I had an interesting note here. I think it was from a, a article on the Ringer. Um, last year, you know, the Cavs were down two and zero, or down by two in the same situation, and they lost the first two games by a combined total of forty eight. That was last year, and this year they lost the combined. They lost the first two games by a combined total of forty one. So one way looking at it is that's even better than last year, and they won last year. And um, but you know. Obviously, the Warriors got KD, so that's the biggest problem, really. But with the Cavs going home um, for the next two here, if they play physical, they steal one. Oh, they don't even have to steal one. If they play physical, defend home court, then there's a quick turnaround. There's only one game off between these two games in Cleveland, and, you know, they can come back and, and punch, you know, hit them with a one-two combo and send it back to Golden State, tied two to two. That's in my my hopes and dreams. Anyway, that's what I hope happens. Um, what do you think, T? We got Luke's input on the first two games, anyway. So, yeah, I just I'll just start with game one. Game one to me was uh, to me it was closer than. Obviously, the final score, in my opinion, I thought they both. I thought both teams played well, but I thought the problem with Game One was um, Kevin Love. To me, was just non-existent, like nowhere to be found. And it, it, when you look at his stats, he actually had 21 rebounds and 15 points. So it's like, it's for me to say that it, it sounds weird, but I just didn't feel like he was a part of the game at all. And Kyrie and LeBron had to do everything which is a complete which is the complete opposite of game two where it felt like love and lebron were doing everything and Kyrie was completely absent <clears throat> and i know Kyrie finished with 19 but he wasn't very effective in game two in my opinion and tristan thompson for both games was literally nowhere to be found in game one i don't like i don't think he scored and I mean, he probably got a handful of rebounds. At least in game two, um, he had eight points. So they need—he needs to figure something out. <clears throat> and then I don't know if it's 
his matchup or what, but if he's not going to rebound and not score points, then maybe we overvalued um, what the Cavs team actually has because they need Kyrie and Love to both play to the level that they need to play, and LeBron needs to keep playing the way he's been playing for the Cavs to even have a shot. Um, So those, I mean, that's in the first two games. And obviously, uh, when you look at the Warriors, from the Warriors' perspective, Draymond's been nowhere. So I don't know if it's just a simple fact of Draymond and uh, Tristan canceling each other out, which is a fair, which is a good trade-off for the Cavs, in my opinion. But both those guys have been relatively non-existent. And the way Durant is playing is I don't I don't want to see he's outplaying LeBron because I don't think he is but the way he's playing and the way Steph's playing it's like the Warriors have two LeBrons and the Cavs have one LeBron and everybody else is just non-existent in the whole matchup so the Cavs really need to pick it up in the games three and four if they want to even have a chance at the series and I, I just don't see how they do that I think I, I picked the the Warriors in six, and I'm even thinking it's going to be in five now. So <clears throat> that's just where I'm at with it. I don't know if you've changed your opinion on, or if you had any opinion on what Tristan Thompson's been doing, or or what. But <clears throat> oh uh, yeah, well that that for, that's a good first of all, that's a good breakdown of the first two games for us there. Um. I think with the combination of, of, you know, the home crowd, which Curry definitely plays off of more than anybody, really, and with the combination of, of the calls you get at home in the playoffs and and really the Warriors. I mean, honestly, the Warriors are the better team, so they defended home court like they're supposed to, and, you know, it's back to Cleveland now. But I think the Cavs being at home, I think, you know, they'll get them home calls. LeBron will get more calls. Maybe Kyrie will get some of them touchy calls that Curry was getting out on the free throw line or JR or somebody, Corver. Uh, somebody get them touchy calls, and and that'll help them out. That'll give them some pluses. And I think the uh, the Cavs bench will be more comfortable, be able to to slow it down for them in their mind and, and you know, actually give them some help. Corver gave them some help in game two, but... Game one, he didn't do anything. Deron Williams, um, maybe kind of, well, he hasn't given him anything, but maybe he just take you know took two games to adjust to the speed of the game, the the feel of the finals. I think he's he's a veteran; he'll be able to give him some something. And I think Shumpert's been a bright spot off the bench, being able to defend Durant at least for short minutes here and there. I, he kind of wore himself out in game two there, but I think he'll be better conditioned and better, you know, and, and his body will be better shape at home and he'll be able to, to give him some extended minutes on Durant when LeBron needs a rest. Um, so, uh, you know, just with, with the combination of, of a lot of stuff that I just mentioned there, I think the, the Cavs have, a, a, you know, obviously have a way better chance at home and I think they could, I mean, this would just be, be me being my optimistic dumb self, but I think they'll win the two there and, Send it back to, to Golden State, tied up just like Nashville did there in the NHL. Um, I had two notes here for the Cavs. 
Sorry. Um, for the Cavs here to, you know, the adjustments they needed to make. Um, the first one is Tristan Thompson. I just wrote Tristan Thompson adjustments, you know, whatever adjustments he needs to make, whether it's, um, well, obviously getting better position underneath and getting some offensive rebounds. Um, but, you know, maybe it's uh, defending, you know, defending him in a, in a different scheme or different matchup. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know if, if you guys have any answers to the Tristan Thompson missing person's case in the first two games, but that's, that's the first note I made. And then, if you guys have anything, and then I'll, I'll mention my second note I made here. Yeah, go ahead. Luke, you got anything for Tristan Thompson? Uh, I was just, <clears throat> I don't know what else there is for him to do except for, like you said, get in better position to rebound. I mean, Tristan Thompson is on that team and starting as a starter because he's a plus rebounder. And I was just looking at his stats from game one. He has four rebounds in game one with zero points. Now the points, the points will come and go with him. Like if he gets if he gets twelve to sixteen points, like that's a pretty good night for him. So I'm I'm not focusing so much on the points, but the first game he had four points zero or I'm sorry four rebounds zero points. The second game he has four rebounds eight points. Like so that means he has eight rebounds and eight points on the series. Like he should have that each night. And I I don't know what it is with him, but. If he's not rebounding, to me, I would rather see Richard Jefferson out there or Shumpert out there more often who's given them something. Um, <clears throat> just by comparison, Shumpert had four rebounds last game and six points. So he pretty much played just as well as Tristan Thompson did. And they both had the same amount of minutes. Uh, I think Tristan only had 21 minutes last game. But he needs... He needs to do a little bit more with his time um, than he's been doing, and and he's just he's just not. And like I said, it's if you're gonna tell me that at the beginning of the series you're gonna line him up with Draymond and they're gonna cancel each other out, that's a win for the Cavs. But Draymond is maybe not scoring points, but he's still rebounding the ball and he's playing decent defense. So. Yeah, they're not. Draymond's not a huge factor like the Warriors would like him to be, but he's at least still participating. And and like I said, the in game one, Draymond had eleven rebounds, and game two he had only had six rebounds, but he had six assists to go with it. So they're not ca- quite canceling each other out like the Cavs would like. If so, Tristan really needs to step it up in game three, in my opinion, for the Cavs to to do anything else. <clears throat> Or to get the win, I should say. Yeah, and I I agree with you. T he needs to step up his game. But uh, one thing the Cavs I don't like what they're doing is hasn't worked the last couple of games is switching on ball screens on defense because it be, it creates bad mismatches for them. I mean, you got Tristan Thompson who he can't stick with Clay Thompson or Curry out there and it just. They're driving to the hole every day on all day on them, so I feel like that's something they need to try to try to work on. And also, uh, maybe not try to maybe try to uh, have uh, Tristan Thompson post up Zaza in the middle and just have them go one on one each other and see if he can't can't get him into foul trouble or even get a couple 
couple quick easy buckets because I feel like he's more athletic than Zaza and he can maybe create some scoring in the post for them. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad idea. If, if Zaza's going to be in when Thompson's in, um, you know, get Zaza to move his feet, get around the basket a little bit, maybe run a pick and roll, you know, with Thompson. Um, because he's going to be quicker to the basket off off the pick and, you know, give him a lob or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. As far, yeah, like I said, I just wrote down Tristan Thompson adjustments, you know, what adjustments need to be made. Uh, there's really no answer other than watch the film and, and get in better position. I think, like, Curry had, what, 10 rebounds or whatever um, in game two. I think with the with the Warriors, rebounds are, are a weird thing because they take so many long shots. Mm-hmm. There's so many long rebounds, and Thompson lives, you know, within two feet of the rim. So that's a kind of a weird, weird thing there. Because, I mean, the, you know, Curry had 10 rebounds. Six of them were probably out, outside of the paint. Just you know, it bounced way way far to him out there, and he got a rebound out there. So that that's a little different kind, different kind of a rebound that Thompson gobbles up underneath there. So it's a little different stat. I think the things I mentioned earlier, um, you know, Cavs getting getting a little bit little bit better calls. You know, maybe that'll help Thompson underneath. Um, he'll get in position, you know, and somebody will or hook his arm or grab the jersey, and he'll get that call in Cleveland. Um, and I think he'll also feed off the crowd there in Cleveland and. Give him an energy boost and get him, get him the box out better. Get some rebounds, offensive rebounds. Uh, keep keep the ball out of the out of the Warriors' hands. It's kind of kind of football defensive mentality, but you know, get the running game going to keep you know whoever it was Manning or Brady off the field. But Thompson could be that guy, get an offensive rebound, and and that limits the Warriors' possessions at least for you know another possession there, knocks them down, and and keeps you in the game a little bit longer anyway. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's the one adjust or one note I had. The other note I had was Kyrie's adjustments. Um, they've thrown a lot of bodies at him. Um, Clay's been on him as much as he can, and they're you know hedging him on screens and doubling him and trapping him everywhere he goes. I think um, I think he needs to figure that out. Obviously, he needs to figure out how to you know get past the traps, the double teams, uh, pass out of him, find the open guy. And then you know how to move, how to move without the ball, and, and get yourself a shot to avoid those um, traps and doubles. And I, I think one way he could do that would be to watch, um, watch LeBron. You know, obviously watch LeBron film how he passes out of traps, so he passes out of double teams. Uh, I think that would be beneficial for him. Um, and that's just another head for him. I don't know. I guess. He did okay in game one, but game two, it seemed like he got a little frustrated. All the bodies there got on at him, you know, got him a little frustrated and off his game. And I know these guys are, you know, super tired on defense, too, chasing them guys all around and having to go and score on offense is, is a big task. But I don't know. I think the biggest, you know, I think we already touched on Thompson's adjustments, and I think Kyrie for the Cavs. And as far as the stars go, I mean, the role players have to make their adjustments as they always do. But Kyrie would be the next guy in line who needs to to really figure out how he's gonna break it down the next, hopefully four game or hopefully at least, yeah, hopefully the next four games for the Cavs here. I don't know what you guys think. What 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 Kyrie can do to 
to be the player we thought he was going to be the series and the player that the Cavs need him to be the series. T, you can take it first. Or, uh, T took it first this time. Luke, you take it first. Uh, I just feel like Kyrie just got to play better defensively, you know. Play better defensively, you know? Just stay with Curry more, get in his face more on threes, and uh, offensively just be more efficient. Try to drive the lane more, maybe possibly get Curry or... Thompson in foul trouble, who's ever on him. And just be more in control with the basketball. And I just feel like let LeBron take over and have Kyrie supplement what LeBron does. Yeah, that makes sense. That kind of kind of brings it back to what, it, you know, what we said before with uh, him feeding off the crowd and also him being a beneficiary of, of home hopefully some some better calls at home and it's another good point you said you know let lebron take over and let him play second fiddle in the offense which kind of you know kind of happens a lot but if if he can if they can run you know Kyrie off some screens get him some open looks early um i think that would right. be it but you're right on, on defense you know he has to play better but i mean chasing curry around man that, that i think that's that tough takes a toll on him yeah yeah Um, but I think I think uh, what well, I listened to all the uh, all the media day interviews today, and a theme was you know we're gonna get try to get Kyrie going early, so that might be something to look forward to or look forward you know keep an eye out for in, in the first half of the first quarter. Kyrie will get some early shots, and you know hope, hopefully get get the hot hand early and keep the crowd in the game and and. Keep the Warriors at bay for, you know, whatever, the whole game there. Um, what's that, T? What do you think about Kyrie, game three? Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think that, like you said, in game one, yeah, I was fine with his play. In game two, it was lost. It just seemed like, and, and this can actually be said for J.R. Smith, <clears throat> um, it just feels like Kyrie lost, like, his confidence. And... I don't know, he had the minutes in game two, and I think his game three adjustment is simple. It's, well, they can do one of two things, <clears throat> but I think the first thing that has to happen is Kyrie just needs to go out and play his game. It's, it, you know, sometimes as silly as it sounds, or as simple as it sounds, sometimes that's all you have to do is just go out and play your game. Don't worry about what Curry's doing. Don't worry about what LeBron's doing. Don't worry about KD or Klay Thompson. Just go play your game. And I feel like he didn't, I feel like in game two, he didn't really do that. He just, I don't know whether it's being tired on defense, chasing Curry or whatever, but I think he needs to just go out and play his game. The other thing that, the, the adjustment that the team could make, especially Ty Lue, is sub, sub Kyrie out um, a little bit earlier and get, get somebody in there like Shumpert or Darren Williams to you know, play sooner in the first quarter and then bring Kyrie in against the second team of the Warriors to get his confidence back. Um, play him, you know, when they bring in Iguodala and Livingston. Put him back in the game, and if Livingston's guarding him, Kyrie's just going to blow right by him to the hole. So they, I think that that's an adjustment that the Cavs could make is maybe get Kyrie out early, uh, let the game flow through LeBron, like you were saying earlier. Get him more shots. Um, 
and then bring Kyrie on when Golden State goes as sort of that second team and have Kyrie take over the game from there because if he can build up a big enough lead with Golden State second team out there, then um, I think the Cavs can close it out. But they need to definitely do something with the way that they're playing because it's just not working. Game one didn't work, and game two certainly didn't work. So they need to make some kind of adjustment. <clears throat> but those are the two things that I would say to Kyrie is just play your game and maybe try to get him against the second team a little bit to get his confidence up. And that even goes for, like I was saying, for J.R. Smith. Um, I don't know what it is. He's just been, I thought Tristan Thompson was non-existent. J.R. Smith's been like a ghost out there. So I don't know what's going on with him, but uh, he's, a, he's a very streaky shooter and he needs to get up shots if he's going to be effective and... I don't know. I, I can't even remember him taking a shot in game two. I'm sure he did, but um, I certainly don't remember it. <clears throat> yeah, I think JR was like 0 for 2 or something, game two. Um, he just hasn't, hasn't, you know, hasn't really had any opportunities to shoot the ball more. I mean, he had two shots. He might, I don't remember him having even opportunity to shoot more than that. Um, he's take, you know, he's, he's taken a lot of responsibility on defense, which, he hasn't played up, I know, to where he would like to be playing at. So I think at home, hopefully he'll be able to step that up. Um, I think I think I'd, uh, hopefully, hopefully at home will help him too, being with being with his family and his, and his newborn there at home. I think that'll help him. I think he just has a lot, a lot going on in his life, and he needs to compartmentalize a little bit and... and uh, get back out there and, and shoot him. He's a shooter, so he, if he gets some shots up, uh, that should help. That should help the whole team. I mean, if he's going to hit shots, he's going to get the crowd into it. He's going to get, you know, raise the energy level of the team and and get him going there for the rest of the series. Um, another thing the Cavs could do is maybe dig deeper into the bench and bring um, Derek Williams in for some minutes to eat up some minutes. He's a young, athletic guy which seems to be what they need to match up with the Warriors here to end the, or, you know, to get, keep the series going a little bit. So that's something to look for. I think Schumper, you know, another younger athletic guy will get, will get some more minutes going forward. And I think, you know, the rest of the bench will have more selective minutes when, when it makes sense to have them in there. And I don't know if we're going to see, you know, LeBron sit very much anymore. Um, you know they're gonna try to keep keep the the hard hand. You know, you know if Kyrie's out early, I don't think he'll be sitting very often either. You know, or if Love gets going early, he won't be sitting. And if Thompson's boxing out, rebounding, you know, he won't be sitting. They're gonna have to keep keep the hard hand in there, no matter where it is, as much as they can to make the game competitive and and you know keep their momentum on offense and defense and. I don't know. the The adjustment is going to be if if they can keep it close again and not suffer that third quarter there where they just lose control of the game and Warriors go on a run and and that's it. So hopefully at home, all that can change and they'll they'll get it back to two one and then the two two and then we'll be on next week talking about um, game seven. I believe.
believe we'll be talking about next week. No, we'd be on before game, game six next week. After yeah. game five, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the problem with um, the problem with, like you said, is uh, if James is sitting less um, and Kyrie and them are sitting less, I don't know if I don't know if you've seen it, but on I forget what quarter it was. Probably it had to have been middle of third quarter, right when it was right before they showed Steph laying down with that towel over his head, like just yeah. looked like it looked like he was passed out sleeping. Um, like a, a couple, maybe one TV timeout before that, they showed like LeBron going to the bench, and he was just huffing and puffing. Like that's the worst I've ever seen LeBron sucking wind, and it's like. If if he's gonna be doing that because he's chasing everybody all over the court, it's certainly understandable. But I never remember LeBron seeing LeBron like that far. I don't want to say out of shape because obviously he's not. But I don't ever remember seeing him that winded before. And it's just like, and then like I said, then a couple minutes later you see Steph just laying on the ground resting. It's like they're playing two completely different games out there. And LeBron's continually chasing everybody, and I'm sure that's what Kyrie and Kevin Love are doing, which is why they've been sort of ineffective. But <clears throat> I just, if, if they're going to keep playing more minutes and chasing everybody around, I mean, that's a recipe for disaster. I agree, they have to do it because uh, that's the only way they're going to win. But that mean, to me, that says that they're only going to win one more game, and they're just going to be so dead tired from chasing those guys around by game five or six that I don't see them extending it further than that. So that was one of the notes that I had was uh, um, just how tired the Cavs look versus how tired the the Warriors have looked. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I I mean, they were definitely tired, but I think being at home with all the treatment they can get at home, you know, all the amenities they have in the locker room uh, with the Cleveland Clinic right there, I think that'll keep them fresher at least for these two games to let them play those extended minutes and uh, you know, hopefully they don't get super tired like they did the last game but I mean Tristan Thompson's young Kyrie or yeah Tristan Thompson's young Kyrie's young they shouldn't get super tired Love doesn't expend much energy to doing anything so he shouldn't get too tired but LeBron is you know 120 miles an hour the whole time so he should he's going to get tired and he's going to he's arguably, you know, second greatest player, greatest player of all time, so he's going to, he knows how to dig through and find that extra gear he needs and and figure it out. So, you're right, I mean, it could backfire, but that could be, you know, what they need to do to get it. I don't know, I mean, it's just just like anything else, risk-reward. Uh, yeah. It could be what they need, or that could be could be the, the nail in the coffin there. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, the Cavs definitely need to make adjustments. Uh, the home court will help them. Um, like I said, take LeBron and the points at home and go to the bank with it. Um, anything else we should look forward to for Game 3, any of you guys? Well, I think it's going to be a lot closer towards the end. Not be blown out towards the end. Uh, I feel like it'll be within a five-point game. In the last couple of minutes, so we'll actually get a good game. Yeah, I wouldn't be wouldn't be mad about that. That's for sure. I know I'm picking the Cavs because I pretty much have to at this point. Um, sounds like T is 
picking the Cavs at least one of these games at home. I don't know which one. Uh, I'm going to pick. I'm picking the Warriors in game three. I might pick oh. them in game four. I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> I just I, uh, I just lost. There was, there was a couple plays in that in game two that really just completely made me lose faith in the Cavs winning, and I wanted the Cavs to win. I said it last week. I actually wanted them to win in seven for drama purposes, but <clears throat> excuse me. There's a couple things that um, I just seen last game that I didn't like, and we we touched on them already, which was Kyrie was non-existent. He played 40 minutes, and he was it, it didn't seem like he made an impact at all. Um, the other one was how tired they looked, especially LeBron. Um, and then the third thing was, and this this has to go with um, maybe how tired LeBron was, but that play where Curry just was dribbling around and shook LeBron and then scored on him. Like, I don't know. To me, that just that says that they're that the Cavs are done. Those were three things that I looked at and just said, you know what, this series is over. And I hated and I hate to do it because I despise the Warriors, but. I, I don't know. Those three things just kind of stuck out to me as, you know, warning signs. It just says that it was all fun and it was all fun and uh, good to look forward to this finals. But the way the Warriors are playing right now, just they they have me with my jaw open. I mean, that's just I, I didn't I didn't believe that they would come out and embarrass the Cavs like this. I mean, they like you said, they won. By a combined forty-one points or something, so um, I don't know. I just don't see. I don't see the Cavs recovering. Maybe they win Game Three, but I don't see them going past five games in this series. <clears throat> yeah, the margin has been forty-eight of the first two compared to forty-one of the first two of last year. And just just to to bounce off of your your point there, um, I think. It's weird because I think game one was the more concerning game for me with all the wide open looks. Durant was getting Duncan and, you know, Curry was getting to the basket. I think that was the more concerning game in my eyes anyway. Game two, I thought the Cavs played substantially better offense and defense. They didn't shoot very good from three yet, but maybe that'll change at home. Uh, I thought their defense, defense was a lot tighter. They were a lot more physical. The rotations were a little better. I mean, the, the Warriors just hit hit the shots the Warriors hit. You know, them threes in transition, those threes off a off a a ball rolling, or it ends up in the right guy's hands, or something. You know, something happens and the Warriors hit a three, and and you're down nine instead of three. Like like you know, it would have been against any other team. Mm-hmm. So I and if you watch and you mentioned that Curry um, way up there, I mean LeBron played good defense on him for 20 seconds. And if you watch in slow motion, Curry technically double dribbles with the ball and then goes to the basket and with no help defense, scores a layup. So, I mean, you could look at that either way as well. If you look at that in super slow motion, you can find it on Twitter. Um, technically, it's a double dribble, but they didn't call it, so it's not a double dribble. And then there was another play in game two. Uh, I think it was a close game at this point, maybe like five or two or something. Um, that's... The guy that was mic'd up, Ian freaking Clark, uh, oh, did a layup, and then uh, Thompson blocked it, and uh, they called goaltending, and they showed on the replay that Thompson got it before the backboard. 
so there wasn't cold tunnels. So just little stuff like that happened, and uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a little at the time, but it turns out, like I said, you know, that happens instead of them down being down by the whatever being down by two. You know, that goaltending goes in, and then they're down by whatever, yeah. four, six, or whatever. So just little stuff like that piled up, and that's, you know, stuff happens like that in, in the playoffs on the road, and hopefully mm-hmm. that... Um, well, the double... Yeah, that's a good point. The double... Well, to me, the double dribble thing is, uh, you know, everybody in the league travels and double dribbles, so to me, that's not a big deal, but uh, I certainly agree with you that that Thompson play... Uh, wasn't goaltending, and that's that's the exact play that you're talking about. That the home team gets the call. Yeah. Um, if they're if they're in Cleveland, there they don't call that goaltending. That's that's just a good block. And even if and and just to play it the other way, even if it did hit the glass first, if they're in Cleveland, they're still not calling that goaltending. That's one of those plays that yeah, if the it's home, that close, yeah. That the home team is just going to get the benefit of the doubt. Now, like I said, the the double dribble one to me, I don't give credit to because that they do that all the time in the game but um i did i did think that the refer the um in in general the refereeing in game two kind of sucked there was a couple plays where um they didn't call where they were very inconsistent with the continuation rule and there's two plays in particular that i remember the one both of them one benefit of the Warriors and one benefit of the Cavs. Um, the first one was in the first half there, Durant was on kind of like a fast break, and Kevin Love just stepped in and, uh, you know, grabbed his arm on the way by. But uh, Durant didn't put the ball on the floor. He shot a three, and it actually almost went in, but they waved it off and put it, you know, just put it on the, the ball at the sideline. And that's the continuation rule is – if you get fouled and you don't put it and you don't make a dribble, then anything that you do after that, if it's a shot, those get free throws. And the same play happened in the second half. LeBron was going up for his wasn't a three, but he was going up for a jump shot, or he was going he was driving the lane, and I think it was that Ian Clark fouled him, and LeBron shot it, and they didn't give him uh, free throws either. So uh, the ref. The refs definitely missed a couple continuation calls in that game, so they need yeah. to, they need to do better job of refing. I mean, I know you're you're always anti-ref, so <laughs> you always think that. But in this case, uh, in game two, I thought they were pretty poor. Yeah, I think it definitely you know favored the home team the first two games, and I think um, you're right. They're very inconsistent with the continuation call and also the. Uh, protecting the shooter call, giving him space to land. That was very inconsistent as well. Yep. Um, but we're officially into Wednesday, which is game day. And uh, I'm rooting for the Cavs. So go Cavs. Cavs and six was my prediction. Still going with that. Um, uh, I've just been... I just... Uh, yeah, just get ready for the game tomorrow. Get ready for the Penguins. Thursday and all this stuff going on this weekend. Um, follow Nick Wright on Twitter. But before we get into the wrap-up here, we didn't get Luke's pick in Game 3 of the NBA Finals. I am going to go with the Cavs, 112-107. Uh, to <laughs> Oh, we got a score and everything. I like Man, it. The scores. I like it. I like it a lot. 
right. I'm officially going to go with the Warriors. I talked myself into it. All right. And I'm going with the Cavs, obviously. Luke, any other uh, insights on Game 3 before we wrap it up here? Uh, No, I think I covered everything, but I I feel like LeBron's going to go drop 40 with a triple-double. That's my prediction. Also. I like that prediction. (laughs) I like it too, but I don't think it's going to (laughs) happen. Hey, good. If anybody can do it. That's true. Anybody can predict it. It's, it's J.R. Luke here. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, we're officially into Wednesday, game day, game three in Cleveland. Cavs, Warriors, 9 o'clock Eastern. Follow Channel 79. Maybe we'll live tweet it. Somebody will live tweet it from the account. Um. Follow T, follow Luke. Luke has Luke got his name. We got we got tagged Luke in in the from the Twitter this week, so go follow him there. Uh, go to the website. We haven't put anything up, but read the old stuff and all that. Um, follow our Twitter at ch79pod. Tweet us some stuff. Um, if you want to be on, tweet us. We'll get you on. Um, what else do we What else do we shout out? Go to the uh, donation page. Donate us a dollar that's all we need one dollar we'll take it um that's it watch the Cavs Wednesday Penguins Saturday or Penguins Thursday Yankees on ESPN Thursday Cavs back on TV Friday Belmont Saturday Yankees on Fox Friday or Saturday night Penguins Sunday 8pm UFC fight night Sunday as well and then it's Monday, and you're back to work, and you'll be waiting for our next podcast. <laughs> so that's all I got before we sign off. What do you guys got? That's all I got. Uh, that's all I got. Go Cavs. Let's see them win one tomorrow night. Uh, win one tomorrow night. Short and sweet. like it. Yeah, the only, the only two things I have is um, today is, well, actually technically yesterday now, I guess. Um, was the uh, 15th, I think, or 16th anniversary of Allen Iverson stepping over Tyron Lue after he shook him and knocked down that jumper in the finals, um, which is my favorite sports moment um, growing up, which is watching him just step over Ty Lue and looking, at, looking down on him. Um, and then my other comment is, I think that the best player on the court so far in these <clears throat> in the last two games has actually been Steph Curry. So he's turning me into a fan and I hate to say it, but Yeah, well I don't think you're right about that, but Yeah. Get out well, of here, we can, T. We can talk about it next we can talk about it next week. <laughs> yeah, get out of here, T. Who invited you? I don't know. I just I can't fight it anymore. Craig Craig's convinced me. Craig no. don't know. Craig Dunn. Curry, he's not the best. He's not the best player on his team. He's he's the best player on. The, he's been the best player in these finals. No, that's a lie. He ain't gonna win MVP. It, yes, he will. I'm no, he won't. Pick. I'm changing my pick. I picked Durant last week. I think. I'm changing it to Curry. Durant's Curry's definitely not an MVP. Durant's definitely won MVP. If the Warriors win, Durant's won an MVP. If no. if LeBron doesn't, if the Cavs win. 
LeBron's definitely not winning MVP. What if he goes for like 80 points the next two games? 80, 25, and 25 the next two games. If he goes 80, 25 rebounds, and 25 assists, yep. then they're still going to lose in six, and he won't be the MVP. All right. Well, we'll see about that. That's a discussion for another podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So that's it. you got a busy week coming up. We gave you a nice cliffhanger there. We got a dumb opinion from T about Curry, and it's a very smart opinion from me and Luke about everybody else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so like I said, follow us on Twitter, all three of us, the, the podcast. Follow Nick Wright on Twitter. I'll be I'll be tweeting out some funny stuff about KD being a snake over the next couple of days, so retweet it. I'll be tweeting funny stuff about Steph Curry being the goat of the yeah, finals. Freaking goat cheese, maybe. Yeah, he's squirting goat cheese in the three-point department. Uh, yeah, snake cheese. He's snake cheese. Snake cheese. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, some, some of that rattlesnake cheese. No, no snake cheese here. No snake cheese on Channel 79. We don't like snakes. Snakes and sparklers, maybe, but no snake cheese. No live snakes. Follow us on Twitter. Take LeBron and the four points. And bet any extra money you have on it. Don't not pay your bills to bet money on it. But if you have extra money, bet it. And donate some of your winnings to the podcast. I'll take I'll take uh I'll take the I'll take the Warriors points. All right, we'll fi- we'll figure something we'll figure a fun bet to do and we'll tweet it out and people will know. All right, we'll tweet out a fun bet. They're eventually gonna win. All right, Luke, thanks for coming on. We'll get yeah. you on one of these weeks for, for uh. Our, we'll get you on closer to the the All Star game. Maybe we'll talk about that with you and. Uh, okay. We'll definitely get you on football season for. I know I know you're in one of my fantasy leagues and all that kind of good stuff so so good luck with the channel 79 uh, uh, Fanduel there and yeah it's not looking good tonight by the way just not looking good tonight just FYI uh, Luke is not only not winning but he has now been passed by Andrew so Uh Bo is dominating him so Luke can take his research and uh, you know (laughs) Just, just, just so you know, that's his 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 MLB Fanduel stuff is kind of like his LeBron takes, completely wrong. Nah, I mean everybody finds this. Everyone gets lucky on Fanduel every once in a while, but you know. Oh, do you want to update them on our standings? You know, I'm like two to one against you, so maybe you got lucky the first time we played. He scored like forty points the first time we played. Like, kind of should sad. Yeah, I was baiting you in. Now you're now you're locked into losing money to me every Tuesday. Yeah, we'll see. I'll play every night. All right, we gotta go. Every night. <laughs> oh, we gotta go before this gets out of hand, Vince. All right, you guys. Right. The studio's booked. The next the next uh, podcast is coming in. That's a lie. We don't have we don't have another podcast, but we gotta get out of here. We gotta go to bed. I got work in the morning. T kind of has work in the morning. I don't know if Luke does or not, but. Yeah, I gotta get up at five. Get up at five? You gotta go to bed, man. 
Don't even go to bed at this point. Just take a five hour energy. <laughs> Alright, well, see you guys later. Alright, see you guys. See you next week. Bye.